Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. From the Pacific Theater on Navy Pier in Chicago, scene of the spectacular United States Navy exhibit on behalf of the Sixth War Loan, we bring you the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Makers of Johnson's Wax for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. If you have linoleum floors anyplace in your home, I think you should know that linoleum manufacturers themselves strongly recommend the glow coat type of polish for their care and protection. They know from long experience that continual scrubbing is very bad for linoleum surfaces, that the best protection is the kind you can renew with regular applications. Now, naturally, floors in your kitchen, bathroom, and entrance halls where linoleum is an ideal floor covering get hard wear. They need to be wiped up frequently, and they get tracked up with wet, muddy feet. When they're protected with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, they're guarded against wear, scratches, and dampness by the tough film of glow coat. They last six to ten times longer with regular glow coat care. In the meantime, your floors are attractive and beautiful, and you save yourself many hours of work because glow coat is so remarkably easy to use. Needs no rubbing or buffing, dries in 20 minutes to a lovely shine. When you see a respectable, sedate citizen of quiet, wistful vista running like mad up the street, you can make up your mind he's forgotten something, remembered something, or he's Fibber McGee. Now, Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. What a break. What a break. Oh, boy, oh, boy. This is wonderful. Greatest thing that's happened to me since my geometry teacher broke her leg. If I can only get... Hey, Molly. Molly, where are you? Hey, Molly. Heavenly what... days, McGee. What are you shouting about? Give me some money, quick. I gotta have some money. Give me some money. I gotta have some money. Quick. Now, wait money. a minute, dearie. If somebody's trying to sell you another one of those stable-dyed minks that turn out to be rabbit-dyed Airedale, I don't think you should... No, 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 no. It's nothing like that. This is important. This is big stuff. I got no time to explain now, but... Now, look, McGee. Nothing legitimate ever needed money that fast. What is it? I just got a hot tip. Inside information. They're going to open a carton of cigarettes at Kramer's drugstore. Yeah, but darling... Don't delay me, Snooky. I got to get right down there and... But neither of us smoke cigarettes. Well, I'll be a... My gosh. Of all the dirty luck. <laughs> now, ain't that a rotten break? Yes. yes. Here I go and stumble on a hunk of vital information Relax, and... Ted, relax. Yeah, but what a wasted opportunity. You know what they say these days. Men who know tobacco best can't get it. <laughs> well, go light a cigar and read your mail. Mail? Did I get some mail? 
Who's it from? It's a postcard from Wallace Wimple. Not from old Wimpy? Gee, what'd he say? Oh, please, Miggy, how would I know? It's addressed to you. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. However, I did happen to notice it was mailed from Great Lakes, Illinois, at 7.42 Monday morning, and he's coming home today on leave from the Navy, where he's a physical instructor, and he expects to drop in sometime this afternoon, and he's feeling fine, and he hopes we are the same, signed Wallace Wimple, specialist A third class, it's right there on the mantel, read it. <laughs> no, I won't read it. I'll let him surprise me. <laughs> hey, what did he say he was in the Navy? A physical instructor. A physical instructor? Sure. That wispy little woggle bug? Why, he couldn't fight his way out of a hot shower. <laughs> He couldn't win two falls out of five wrestling a dress form. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be too sure about Mr. Wimple, dearie. The Navy does things for the boys, they tell me. And Hello, anyway... Mr. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Hello, Alice. Come in, dear. Hi, Alice. Did we tell you we were expecting Wallace Wimple this afternoon? Oh, really? Uh-huh. Isn't he the one with the wife who used to meet him at the door with a big snack with something heavy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one, Alice. The poor guy got belted around like an actor's trench coat. Yes. You know, Alice, he used to come in here all black and blue, and it'll be nice to see him come in here just in blue. <laughs> and to think he's a physical instructor in the Navy. Well, some of the fellows sure change when they go in the Navy. I know that. Yeah? I remember before Mouse Midgley joined, he was even afraid to sit on the porch swing with me. But when he came home on his first leave, oh, creepers. Oh, <laughs> What happened, Alice? Well, he just gave me one look, and I ran in the house and started piling furniture against the door. <laughs> Gee, did you ever see a fellow whistle at you with his eyes? I tried to get in the Navy myself, Alice, but they wouldn't take me. I didn't know that, McGee. Why not? Well, the recruiting officer took a look at me and shakes his head. Bud, he says, war is horrible enough without putting a guy of your build in a pair of tight pants. As I always say... Oh, were there any phone calls for me today? Come to think of it, that is what you always say, isn't it, Alice? <laughs> yes, there was one call. A boy by the name of Hap Wickman called. Oh, poor Hap. Mm -hmm. He had to push a wheelbarrow all the way up Oak Street at high noon last week. Oh, picked the wrong man at election time, Alice? No, he picked the wrong time to buy a wheelbarrow. <laughs> they wouldn't let him on the streetcar with it. Well, <laughs> thanks very much. It's okay. <laughs> oh, That kid has more boyfriends than you could shake a stick at. If you were the type of guy to shake a stick at a girl's boyfriends, which I'm not. Well, now, they're a nice bunch of lads, McGee. I'm always glad to have them around the house. Me, too. They never steal my cigars. Well, yeah, one guy did, but he was only here once. That I can understand. <laughs> Those cigars are yours. Oh, gee, maybe that's Wimple. Come in. Hello there, kids. Welcome to old timers. Dear, dear. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. It's so good to see you. My gosh, we haven't seen you since... Hey, where'd you get that sailor suit? Don't tell us you're in the... The CBs, Johnny. Yes, sir, the CBs. <laughs> I'm a sea-going carpenter, boy. Assault with a saw. <laughs> you in the CBs at your age? Don't you worry about my age, Johnny. I'll get along okay. There's fellows in my outfit that's even younger than I am, and they're getting by. <laughs> Oh, I've been reading about the wonderful things the CBs are doing. They're the ones who build roads and things, aren't they? That's us, daughter. Build anything. 
Why, down in the Solomon, some of our boys built the first white woman they'd ever seen down there. Hey, now, wait a minute. You mean to stand there with your midi down to your knees? <laughs> and tell us you guys built a white woman? Don't interrupt, Johnny. I says our boys built the first white woman they'd ever seen down there. A rocking chair so she could sit on her front porch and wave to the sailors. <laughs> yes, sirree. <laughs> uh, say, uh, Mr. Oldtimer, why aren't you in active service after all this time now? Politics, daughter, just politics. Me, the only man in the outfit that can build a pontoon bridge and get it laid down in three minutes even. Three minutes? My goodness. How long does it take the others to do it? Two minutes. <laughs> I keep practicing, though. As soon as I get so I can do it in a minute and a half, they're going to ship me across. Across the Pacific? Nope. Across the lagoon for more practice. <laughs> Is your old company on leave? No, daughter. Some of them poor fellas have to stay aboard ship. Hated to go off and leave them, too. I can see them now with their bare skulls gleaming up there, the sun shining through their ribs, their bony old knees rattling against the gunnel. The sun shining through their ribs? Yep. When we're in port, Johnny, we just leave a skeleton crew aboard. <laughs> well, see you again, kids. Got to shove off now. Keep your gear secured and don't... No, 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 not that door. That's the hall closet. no. Billy Mills and the orchestra play Come With Me, My Honey. still can't get over the idea of Wimple teaching physical culture. <laughs> hey, do you suppose he could have got home and Sweetie Face won't let him come over here? Oh, my goodness. I hope not. Call him up and see, dear. Okay, hand me the phone. Here. Thanks. Hello, operator? 
Jimmy, whistle this to 54390. Oh, I'll bet this is Mert. Oh, dear. How's every little thing, Mert? Is they? What's they, Mert? Your brother? The lieutenant junior grade? Well, good for you, Mert. That was a real promotion. What promotion was that, McGee? He was home for Thanksgiving dinner, and when he left, he was a full lieutenant. Ah. <laughs> What's that, Mert? Oh. Well, thanks anyway, Mert. No answer, dearie? Oh, line's dead. Sweetie Face probably cut the wire so Wallace couldn't call for help. <laughs> that woman would... Ah, oh, here he is. Good old Wimp. I'll trip him up when he comes in just to make him feel at home. No, no, McGee, please. Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly. Uh, and a very good afternoon to you, you handsome little collar ad. Collar ad, eh? You mean arrow? I mean horse. Oh. <laughs> we thought you might be Wallace Wimple, Doctor. Uh, we're expecting him any minute now. He's on leave from the Navy. Yeah. He's a physical instructor, Doctor. A physical instructor? That anemic little sparrow? Why, he couldn't run four times around a derby hat without falling on his medulla oblongata. My very words, Doctor. <laughs> That's what I've just been telling Molly. But she seems to think the Navy training might have developed him. My friend, there's an old saying to the effect that you can't make a rayon handbag out of a sow's otheal appendage. And for the same token, you can't make an old salt out of a little mug with no pepper. Hmm. I don't know some of these little men are quite wiry, Doctor. Yeah, but wimps made of the kind of wire they weave fly swatters out of. On the other hand, when I was in the Army in 1918, in the big war... I was in wonderful condition Hard as nails Oh, now, don't give me that stuff, <laughs> Superman huh? You never had a muscle in your whole puny little carcass That couldn't be covered by a three-cent stamp <laughs> Well, you develop a hernia bringing in the Sunday paper Why, you big cardiac grandma I could lick you with both arms in a ringer and one leg in a cast oh. Talk about my physique if they ever let the hot air out of you, we could mail you home in a manila envelope. And not a bad idea, either. Now, don't get ambitious, sallow puss. Oh, dear. I've seen you through a fluoroscope, you know, and you look like the companion feature in a Halloween horror show. There was a prettier body than yours on the 1910 Oldsmobile. Oh. Is that so? Take off your coat, Tonto yeah. Robert. I'll dismantle you so Now, quick. now, 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 boys, boys, for goodness sakes, is that any way to talk? Well, no, I, I guess it isn't. I should have spoken louder. Take off your coat, you big... Oh, my gosh, almost forgot. Your office nurse called and says to go see Mr. Crobany. Oh, oh, yes. Thanks, kid. Uh, Mr. Crobany, one of your patients, doctor, huh? Is he, huh? Yes, Molly, he is. He, he's a man uptown who's constantly afraid he's growing deaf, and I always have to go take his earmuffs off. <laughs> if he doesn't catch on before spring, I'll have to start charging him. Well, give my regards to Wimple. Okay, Doc. a great kid. Good old Doc. Yes, yes. My, I wish Mr. Wimple would get here, dearie. Yeah, me too. There's a lot of questions I'd like to ask him. Like, what's the proper way to board a ship? Why, that's easy. You just go up the gangplank, don't you? Well, that's what I always thought, too. But I was reading about some admiral getting a new ship, and it said they piped him aboard. <laughs> Maybe he celebrated a little too much, and they had a... Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Waxy. You seen anything of Wallace Wimple? Wallace Wimple? Thought he was in the Coast Guard. Ah, that's Mayor Latrivia, Junior. Wimple's in the Navy. And he's coming home on leave. We expect him any minute now. Yeah, stick around, Junior. Wallace always liked you. 
He felt he had something in common with a wax salesman. On account of when he was at home, he was always being smeared around on the floor himself. <laughs> well, that's great, McGee. And you always twist me about giving Mr. Wilcox an opening for a sales talk. Oh, that reminds me. I want to say something about protection. You see what I mean, dearie? Well, get it over with, Waxy. Start with a brief history of Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> this has no more to do with Racine, Wisconsin than it has with Petoskey, Michigan or Shingle House, Pennsylvania. Oh. The protection I had in mind was the protection of your own future and the protection of every man in the armed forces. Have you uh, bought any bonds in this sixth war loan? Yes, we have, Mr. Wilcox. Did it uh, cramp your budget a little? Well, no. Then you didn't buy enough. Oh. This is the time when every cent you don't need for absolute living expenses ought to go into war bonds. Who do you think is going to pay for arms, ammunition, and medicines for American soldiers and sailors, if not Americans? I think that's a very... Over in Europe, they're fighting from house to house. And we can fight from house to house over here, too. And put service stars in the windows of our bank books. Come on, get your coat on, Fibber. Let's go down to the bank. Oh, I can't now, Junior. I've got to wait here for Wimple. Make it tomorrow morning. All right. And I'll send Eisenhower and MacArthur cablegrams and tell them to quit fighting until tomorrow. Oh, now, Mr. Wilcox, that isn't quite... No, right. I guess it wasn't, Molly. That was a little far-fetched. But you know, the supplies to the South Pacific have to be pretty far-fetched, too, if you know what I mean. And we've got to keep them going. You know, it's a wonderful feeling when you buy that extra $100 bond... To think that you're buying some guy those few extra rounds of ammunition he needs in a tight spot. Or that you've given a seagoing flyer a rubber boat. Or some wounded sailor much-needed morphine. I don't know, to me, that extra war bond is a certificate to show that I've accepted a little more responsibility in this fracas. Me too, Junior. I'll meet you at the bank tomorrow morning, as soon as they open. I want to go too. It's the date, kids. It's going to be a long and dirty fight. And if we let up over here, we're letting our men down over there. See you tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Tie a string around your hearts to remind you. You know, he's right, McGee. We could scrape along on a little less than we do. No, that's for me, baby. We give the Japs and Germans the bird while we feather our own nest. Speaking of birds, I'll tell Beulah one chicken will be enough for Sunday. Oh, Oh, Beulah! Beulah! Somebody in Devon to contact the culinary department? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. McGee was going to suggest that you cut down a little on the grocery bill, Beulah. We're going to buy an extra war bond or two, and, uh... Hey, what you got your hat on for? You going someplace? Yeah, sir. Uh-huh. Going down to buy a war bond like that sweet old Mr. Wilcox was talking about. <laughs> Why, Beulah, were you listening at the door? Inadvertently, ma'am, I was. <laughs> I was just going past when Mr. Wilcox said something about a sailor. I got your brother in the Navy, so I kind of eavesdrooped. Eavesdrops, Beulah. When you listen to keyhole, sir, you droop. <laughs> well, it's all right, Beulah. I was just going to suggest that we watch the grocery bills a little more closely from now on. Well, I shall strive to be more enochronical as of hereafter, ma'am. <laughs> you know what Benjamin Franklin said, Beulah? A penny saved is a penny earned. Who, sir? Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin? Oh, oh, yeah. He's the man invented lightning. <laughs> <laughs> he was once our ambassador to France, Beulah. Incidentally, what do you think of Secretary Hall resigning? I think it's too bad, dearie. He's a great statesman. Well, confidentially, ma'am, I, I hear that the change was strictly diplomatic. How do you mean diplomatic? Well, big ambassadors and stuff, when they want something like maybe a passport, they get kind of annoyed when somebody tells them to go to Hull. 
Stettinius sounds a lot more friendly. <laughs> I knew that was going to get me. Yeah. <laughs> well, go on downtown if you like, Beulah. Yeah, you sure you can spare me if I run downtown for a brief two or three hours? Oh, you run right along, Beulah. I'll whip up dinner myself. You, sir? Oh, so you think I can't cook, eh? Well, who are all the highest paid cooks in the world? Men, that's who. Be more accurate, dear, if you said that the lowest paid cooks in the world are women. Excuse me while I burst into applause, ma'am. <laughs> okay, okay. Scoff if you want to. Be right. But you'll notice that the tastiest steak you can get isn't called lady loin. It's sirloin. Did you hear what the mail see, Mr. Sullivan? Love that man. <laughs> Men sing this little bond went to war. If there was a nursery rhyme that gave the kids a chuckle and a smile, now the words are changed. It's all been rearranged to serve a purpose even more worthwhile. This little bond went to battle. This little bond fought at home. This little bond bought clothes and supplies for the boys who recapture. I'm getting worried about Ah, he'll be all right. <laughs> I still get a honk out of the idea of him being a physical instructor. <laughs> that guy couldn't lick the spoon in a fudge sundae. Why, he's so... Oh, good. This must be him. Come in. Hello, folks. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Hi, Wally, old man, old kid. I'm glad to see you. Come on. Nice to see you again, Mr. Wimble. We certainly look forward to this. Have you been home yet? Yes, I have, Mrs. McGee. Uh-huh. For a teeny weeny second. Just long enough so I could tippy toe up on the front porch and leave my sea bag in front of the front door. Oh, my gosh, Wimp, you shouldn't have done that. Your wife might trip over it and fall down the front steps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
McGee, what do you keep staring like that at Mr. Wimple for? Frankly, I still can't quite see Wimp as a physical instructor. Just what do you do, Wimp? I build men's bodies. <laughs> I wish I could build one for myself. Well, you seem to be doing all right, Mr. Wimple. Uh, just how do you go about teaching uh, physical training? Well, for instance, the first day, I take the men to the top of a 40-foot tower and teach them to dive into a pool with a rifle and full equipment. Well, that's the first day. What do you do the second day? The same thing. Oh, only we put water in the pool. What's that insignia and the letter A on your arm, Mr. Wimple? Oh, this? Well, that means I'm a specialist. What? You have to build those, too? Or... <laughs> What's the... The red V, what's that for, varicose? No, that's... That's a third-class rating, Mr. McGee. How long will it take you to get to be a captain, Mr. Wimple? Several months, I suppose, huh? <laughs> yes, I'm afraid so. But there's favoritism everywhere, I guess. <laughs> hey, does your old lady... I mean, uh... Doesn't Sweetie Face know you're home yet, Wimp? Oh, no, indeedy. That's why I stopped here first, Mr. McGee, to see if you'd walk home with me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous about it. Oh. Well, give the Navy a convoy, McGee. And what a convoy. A tugboat escorting a canoe. <laughs> well, it's just for moral support, Mrs. McGee. You see, Sweetie Face is still angry with me because I ran away and joined the Navy. She said the next time she laid hands on me... Oh, I wonder who this could be. Come in. Are you the public-spirited citizen, mister, who was raking his front yard today? Yes, I am, but why? Is there a prize for keeping your yard looking neat? No, but there's a reward for leaving your rake lying across the sidewalk where a man can stumble and fall in a dirty pile of leaves. And the reward is one good poke in the nose, buddy. Now, just a darn minute, Cy. I don't take that... Please, sir, that's no way to talk to my friend. Pipe down, your little knee-high nimitz. You keep your seat going snuzz all out of this. That's no way to talk to me, either. I think you're very rude and uncouth. Oh, you do, eh? Well, I'll show you who's couth and unrude. Hey, watch I'll me. Show Look you. out, Mr. Wimple. I warn you, sir. Yes. Oh! Oh, dear. Oh! Oh! Well, I'll be... Heavenly days, McGee. Did you see that? Ooh. Mr. Wimple threw him right through the window. It was wonderful. Magnificent. Wow. Right into your geranium bed. Well, boy, oh boy, oh boy. You're certainly a changed man, Wimp. Yes. Now, will you please walk home with me, Mr. McGee? gets to thinking he's a pretty good manager, he should just stop a moment and think about all the jobs his wife has to do in running the home. True, she doesn't have to punch a time clock, but neither does she stop for any five o'clock whistle. For my money, she's the real manager of the family, and I'm glad our company lends her a hand with such a useful product as Johnson's Wax. Think of how many ways this humble product can serve you in your daily housekeeping. If your home is wax protected, floors, furniture, woodwork, and other surfaces gleaming with their Johnson's Wax coat, your daily work is much lighter. Your annual house cleaning, no longer an awful chore. Also, your home is healthier because a waxed home is a clean home. And every room is more beautiful. 
Each application of Johnson's Wax, Paste, Liquid, or Cream adds to the mellow beauty of wood, enameled, metal, and leather surfaces. Its regular use gives practically permanent protection. Ladies and gentlemen, it's really been a great pleasure for us to come back to Chicago for this broadcast from Navy Pier and to see this wonderful Navy exhibit. Another great Navy exhibit we've admired has been the efficiency and graciousness of all the officers and men attached to the 6th War Loan Drive. We particularly want to thank the Naval Air Transport Service for their many courtesies and their smooth job of getting us across the country. Yes. And our thanks and appreciation also to Specialist Third Class Bill Thompson, whom we welcome back to our show tonight, as Wallace Wimple and the Old Timers. And to Admiral Woodward, Admiral Carpenter, Admiral Young, Commander Singer, Lieutenant John Chris, and George Zachary and Clinton Stanley. And Apprentice Seaman George Spelvin. Who's he, dearie? I don't know. Just didn't want to miss anybody. Well, good night, folks. And Bab. Bab who? Well, not Bab anybody. That's B-A-B. Buy a bond. Uh-huh. Good night. <laughs> good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>